welcome to Adam's Rib. It is our goal to uplift, encourage, and guide women in becoming the person that God intended for us to be. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again so that we could have eternal life. We want to guide you in figuring out God's purpose for your life. No subject is off limits here. We are Adam's Rib, and here we go. Hey, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Jessica. And welcome back to Adam's Rib, everyone. Thanks for joining us. This is episode 121. To all of our new listeners, welcome. I am Lindsay. She is Jessica. I am. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, um, Adam's Rib Podcast. We have a website, adamsrippodcast.com. Subscribe to the website for updates, blogs, new episodes. Subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to it in iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or Google Play. This episode is about feeling empty. I feel like this is important because even though, and some of you listening, you know, this may be your first time being introduced to Christ. Who knows? But I feel like Christian women, they always assume that we're just so sold out on Jesus and so filled up with him. I wish that were the case, but there are some days when we feel empty. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And so, and, and that's what this episode is about. You know, have you ever felt like everything was just going great? You know, your health is on point. You're in the gym every day. Your job is going great. You know, you're up for a promotion. Your family is getting along. There's no drama. Your man is just the finest thing walking this earth, and he treats you like a queen, but you f- still feel so empty and have nothing to give. That's what this episode is about, feeling that way. And when you are feeling empty, you have to allow God to fill those empty places. You have to be at his feet because that is the place of refueling, is the place of truth, replenishment, and affirmations, and acceptance as well. So the reason why so many of you may be feeling empty is because you're putting your hope in all the wrong things. You're worshiping worldly things. You're depending on temporary fixes. And when I say worshiping things, I don't necessarily mean that you've built this false idol like in your basement and, <laughs> and you're praying to it every night. That That's not what I'm saying at all. What I mean is that are you treating your man like he's your God? Are you treating your income as if it's the only source of of providing? Can you say no to to some of the things of this world. That's what I mean by worshiping things of this world. Mm-hmm. So that's what it feels like to be empty inside. That's why I think when you see women are walking around with like caked up makeup or like eight pounds of weave in their hair, or if they're trying to like draw attention to their outward self. And I feel like they're overcompensating for feeling empty inside. That's what I feel like anyway. I'm not judging them, but sometimes I kind of wonder like, man, you know, are they cool? You know, cause we always receive that typical question in passing. Hey girl, how you doing? Mm-hmm. I wonder how many of us would break down into tears as someone in passing asked us instead, hey, girl, how's your heart? Because mm. what's funny is that God is asking you that, I feel like, every single day, and you're mm. choosing to ignore it. And so, you know, when you cry yourself to sleep at night or you're emotional for no reason, that's God asking you, how's your heart? Because it's filled with junk and it's empty of him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's me right now. <laughs> It is like, I think I was actually, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't even tell Lindsay, but I was like, totally not happy about this episode. I was not, I wasn't because no, no. no, But at the same time, like when I thought I was wanting to say something, I think that was kind of God's way of telling me, God kind of shut me up on it because, because I asked, I was like, is everybody cool with this? I was actually, I actually had a hard response and I was like, no, (laughs) I don't want to do this one, but God made me delete and chill out because 
as scary as this episode is for me because it's going to make me now y'all know I'm vulnerable y'all know I'm transparent but there are still one thing that I'd struggle with is vulnerability you fresh over there you mm-hmm. good okay I was, uh, I was like let me check <laughs> all right cool 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 um because <laughs> if it wasn't gonna put it back on save you girl appreciate that <laughs> look at looking uh, <laughs> but one of the things that I do struggle with is being vulnerable with current stuff like um, and so when I saw, <laughs> when I saw the title talking about feeling empty, I'm like, oh, great. Okay. I, cause I am like, she was quiet. Cause there's just, she's like, well, let's do this. Have we thought about this? Yeah, and she I didn't had email me back. Nope. I'm like, all right. I had nothing. I guess we doing this episode. Then. I had nothing. <laughs> and, but, but I really, I really, as I really wanted to be like, no, but God told me I couldn't. And I was a little mad at him for that, but I, I don't know. I don't even know why he didn't want me to. I'm probably will figure that out at the end of this episode. I don't know. But um, like when she said how many women would probably break down crying if somebody asked, how's your heart? I would be that woman. Like, so don't ask me. No, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But um, <laughs> but it, it's hard because when you are, when you do feel empty, like, and my emptiness doesn't, is not about. A guy, it's not from, it's just like a whole lot of stuff that I've kept packaged up for years, like Mm -hmm. a long, 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 long time. And it just, it took a really uh, messed up situation that I just went through that showed me, A, I have a tendency because I hide so much and because I keep so many things like bottled up. Um, that's how I end up in these cycles and repeating a lot of, I have, I end up picking up a lot of habitual behaviors, mm-hmm. um, because of the things that I don't release. There are things that I just refuse to let go of because of the fear of how a person would respond to me or the fear of just, I don't like to cry mm-hmm. a lot and I don't like to, I just don't like to share that, that, uh, that real deep, honest part of me. And so, um, like, again, even talking right now, like, typically I got words, but, like, on the low, I'm lost for words because I feel that emptiness that she's talking about. Like, I don't, I have a lot of things that are great in my life, but there are so many areas that just feel completely depleted right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it's hard. Like, it, I don't, and half the time, I don't even know what to do with it. So I don't talk, I just don't talk. Like, my friends probably have been like, where is this girl? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't chopped off all my hair. I didn't dyed it platinum blonde. <laughs> I didn't accidentally went natural child. It's never. cute though. Thank it's you, cute, girl. Thank you. But like, like I I've been doing. Admit, I would do with that shirt. <laughs> I can't do blonde. Just <laughs> like, girl, this was all like that. this was all like just random stuff that are impulsive decisions mm-hmm. that I made. Like because well, I'd rather you do this and make some other impulsive decisions. True, I feel like a lot of true enough. I've done in the past, <laughs> and I have done that in the past. Yeah, like we I have. We, we yeah. Happy. We don't want to do that yep. no more. <laughs> because the thing is, the one thing that I can say is when I was when I was strong enough to face the reality of the emptiness that I am feeling and that I am dealing with, the one thing that I told myself is that I'm not going to keep going back to the same stuff I do mm-hmm. every time I feel this way. Yeah. I always go back to the same behaviors and the same garbage every time I feel like this. But I said this time I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just... I'm just going to go through this process. Mm-hmm. It's uncomfortable as I'll get out. Nothing about this feels good. I feel like I'm talking too much. What do you I'm have? <laughs> so I'm going to visit the Samaritan woman at the well. And I think I've discussed her once before in a previous episode. I don't remember which one. But Jesus offered her something in return, living water, right? Mm-hmm. And so unlike the water that she came to get that particular day, 
He said the water he offered would satisfy her so deeply that she would never thirst again. And so what's wild to me about this woman, I think she was nameless. I don't even know her name. What's wild to me about this woman is that at the time when she met Jesus, she had already had five husbands and was currently living with another man, so six men in total. And when she went through all these spouses, boyfriends, and worldly relationships, but yet none of them satisfied her. And so how many relationships have you bounced from, ladies, looking for some man to complete you when only a perfect man can, and that man obviously being Jesus. You need a man to compliment you and not complete you. The woman at the well had a hard time believing Jesus' promise. In John chapter 4, verse 11, it says, You have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? And that's the question that she asked Jesus. What she didn't realize was that Jesus wanted to satisfy a deeper thirst in her heart. That's why I asked, if someone asks you, how was your heart? She wanted a longing that he created to lead her to lead her heart to him, I should say. And the one and only source that could satisfy her soul was Jesus. And all he needed to do was well, all he needed to do was to draw with what his spirit well, I should say with his spirit, because it would draw her near to him. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as far as the depth of the well, it was her heart he was looking into. And so she was the only one who could stop him from reaching the empty places in her heart. How many of us know that place of needing Jesus to look into our heart and show us the emptiness only he can fill? I feel like only he can see that emptiness and only he can fill that emptiness. That's why we're walking around so empty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like the woman at the well... We've deepened, I should say, we've depended on others and other means to get our needs met. But yet, when you look to them instead of to God, they're never going to be enough, and they never have been enough. I've looked to people, I've looked to family, friends, bosses, boyfriends, teachers, mentors, whatever. I've longed for someone's approval and their affirmation that comes with it. And I've also looked to possessions and positions and accidentally put my hope in recognition. You know, I've, I've had those thoughts, well, if only I had, if only I could, if only I will, if only I would, mm-hmm. then I'll be fulfilled. But no matter how much I do or get, it's never enough to fill me up. It's not supposed to be because the empty places in your heart were created to be filled by God only. And so the deepest thirst of your soul can only be quenched by him. And so we'll look at King David, for example. We see the de- the depth of his thirst with him. And King David had everything. He had the highest position Unlimited possessions, the greatest power, but yet none of that was enough. He even described himself as parched and thirsty in Psalms when he says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. And then David went on to describe what he experienced when he drank deeply of God's love later on in the verse in Psalms. I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift my hands I would lift up my hands, I should say. Mm-hmm. And so y'all know, um, who's that boy's name? The story of um, Joshua. So Joshua was like Moses' right-hand man, right? And then Moses died, and Joshua had to like do everything on his own or whatever. So I'm going to go deep into that. But read the book, Joshua. Anyway, <laughs> um, he had fought one battle, right? Won that battle, and then he was going to another battle, but he kept like losing all these other battles. And so we can see like Joshua is beginning to feel like empty and depleted. Like, man, well, God saved me this time. What's he going? Why, why am I not being saved these other times? I feel like 
that can definitely kind of relate to some of us where it's like, man, I had all these highs. Now I got all these lows. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing that I can say that I appreciate about what Lindsay just said is like, well, actually kind of going back a little bit. Like when you talk about that whole, uh, having to be vulnerable enough to tell God, like, okay, I need your help. This is where I am. I need you to feel like I need that. For, I need that feeling right now. Um, but so me and my honest self, mm-hmm. I can say like, I remember here recently, I was like middle floor crying, praying. And I was like, really kind of, I was trying to talk to God and I was telling him like, I just I don't feel you right mm-hmm. now. All I feel is this dark emptiness. Like, but I don't feel you and I don't know what it's going to take, but I need you to do something where I can feel you again. Because in the time, in the season when you feel empty, you feel alone, like mm-hmm. very much alone. And on a, like me, I'm personally, a lot of people that know me, a lot of my friends, they always describe me whenever I like whenever they're talking to me like on some deep stuff. Everybody always talks about how strong I am. I've never met anybody as strong as you. You bounce back from everything. Blah 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 blah. And I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate words like that. And hearing it after after hearing stuff like that for so many years, it's like yeah, I'm tough. I'm strong. I can do whatever. I do anything. But in all actuality, I'm probably one of the weakest people you have ever met because. I, I that emptiness like it it defeats me it defeats me sometimes and like right now I'm in that season where I really feel defeated like mm-hmm. I I pray but I pray with no idea of what I'm asking for right. like right. I literally pray and I'm just like yo here I am yeah. like I ain't got a whole lot of words for you I don't really know what I need I don't know what I'm asking for I'm just like I just need something, I just need something. <laughs> like and right now, like, the biggest thing is just that the, the I just need that reminder that you're here. Mm-hmm. Like, because there's so many days I just feel alone. Yeah. And not so much abandoned by God, but just, like, you I'm here. Like, it feels you Yes. Fix a blowout. <laughs> Bless the Lord. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I can die. Bring it back. I feel you. Because I have felt that <laughs> my day sometimes just seems so unfamiliar just due to stress and people and circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I tend to look at the glass half empty. Yes. Versus half full. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to Joshua because <laughs> God had told Joshua that he said that I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Like I said earlier, Joshua was given all these promises, and, like, his mentor died, basically. Like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? And so it says in the Bible that Joshua was, like, this well-trained warrior, you know, who was ready to take the land, and he was just, like, he was, like, the boss, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And so the Bible says that he heard God tell him that no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And so... And the story of Joshua, it goes on to say that he enjoyed his success, you know, leading all the people to Israel. And just like he had advanced towards Jericho, got part of the waters of the Jordan, just like he did Moses. So he's seeing, like, all these – it's like a domino effect, right? Mm-hmm. And so 
um, he had victory in Jericho, but then in the Bible says that he had lost the next battle, but he couldn't understand why. It says that his life had changed with no warning, just like our lives typically just shift with no warning. Mm-hmm. And then his emotions, right, they all got disrupted, and the thoughts of the enemies and um, thinking about God's people, they're now becoming weak, right? Like all these promises becoming like weak faints of just illusions now in his mind. But the Bible says that Joshua remembered God's words to be strong and courageous, but he wasn't feeling so courageous anymore. His life had not gone as he expected and that his nights were filled with restless sleep and that he was staring at a glass half empty. So in the next few days, Joshua looked a little different. Like I said, read the story of Joshua. It's very interesting, so I'm really paraphrasing this. <laughs> but it said that there was a problem in his camp and that he had to flush it out. And so... Joshua had questioned God, you know, asking him why he even brought him across the Jordan in the first place. And how could they have lost this battle after being so victorious in Jericho? And it says that he had fell on his face in defeat. So I feel like that God will often encourage us with a gentle, small voice. Because we have to remember the words of the green pastures and the still waters. But on that day, God wasn't so gentle with Joshua. He needed Joshua to do what he had taught him to do. So he prepared him for this. He prepared him to be strong. He prepared him to be courageous. You're not strong and courageous when you're always winning. You're strong and courageous when you win in spite of. Mm -hmm. And so it says that as he laid in defeat, the Lord said to Joshua, stand up. What are you doing on your face? And these words seemed harsh, but they worked for him because Joshua says that he got up and started listening to God's instructions to take care of business at home. So he found the problem in his camp and made it safe again, and his perspective completely changed and it got back on track. So he got, it says that he got back on his horse and did what God had taught him to do. And so... God is going to have instructions for us that can be difficult to hear with our face on the floor. But he prepared us for times and days like that. But we had been so busy staring at the glass half empty and feeling so afraid and defeated. But I feel like Joshua's stories can teach us that there's no guilt in losing perspective because he then went on to victory after victory. But we just have to listen to God, for God to guide us and accept that our days may look different each day as they go by, but they're going to be victorious no matter what. So we often are going to face... you know, changes and chances that that aren't easy, but our lives can look so different in just one day. Just like it can look, shift in a good way one day, it can shift great in a good way, you know, Mm -hmm. the next day. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sitting in front of a half-empty glass will not take us to the promised land. So sometimes God is simply just telling us to just saddle up, even if we're afraid, and just, you know, do what I've taught you to do, just like what he told Joshua. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm Mm going to break it down. That was good. Like read Joshua, y'all. Like the whole book. Seriously. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I kind of like, like I kind of see why I wasn't allowed to say no to this episode. Even though I ain't gonna lie to y'all, like y'all know I tell the truth. But like I have been sitting here fighting tears this whole episode. Oh, seriously. Like I'm about to start crying. It's okay because like this is just like this is truly the season. Like this Mm -hmm. is this is my season right now. And like when she was saying like Brandon, get her tissue. Being like when she was saying being on your face, like. That's where I'm at. Like, I'm just, I'm always down right now. Like, and like when you were saying about hearing his voice, like that's, that's what I want. Like I, mm-hmm. I miss it. I almost like miss the sound of it. I miss the comfort that God's voice gave me and I I need it. I need it so bad. Um, but just like you said, I just got to kind of saddle up on this one and ride this thing out. I got to be as strong as I can be in it, but uh, I wanted to say no. <laughs> I wanted to say no to this episode so much. But, but I feel like when you wanted to say no, I think that's 
like you Joshua when <laughs> Joshua's like, no, I don't want to do this. And God's like, saddle up. Yes, you're going to because I have vic- I have victory in front of this. You know what I'm saying? Where mm-hmm. is Brandon with the <laughs> <laughs> At least I know I can cry when I, I can laugh and cry at the same time. <laughs> But, but I mean, to Jesse, it'll be okay. You yeah. know, it will. It'll be okay. Yeah. And I think sometimes when we feel in defeat, that's when we tend to not hear God at all. When mm-hmm. we feel, you know, defeated. It's easy to hear God, you know, when the sun is shining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hard to hear God in the clouds because the storm, storms are loud. Thank you. Storms are very loud. So it's Thanks. hard to hear God in, in a battlefield or in a storm and things like that. Yeah. And so sometimes it's not even really a matter of, not hearing God in that moment because I feel like sometimes God is like, I already told you once before, so I'm not going to tell you again. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you got to do your part now. It's just mm-hmm. saddle up because I already told you what you got to do, mm-hmm. but you got to do your part, step out on faith and do that. So, yeah. not picking on Jessica. This is just in general. I'm yeah. telling myself this too. <laughs> Straight up. Well, listen, if, do you got anything else? I do not. I don't have anything. I didn't cry it on the dang old microphone. I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm okay. That's okay. So, Someone's probably crying with you. But nonetheless, like we gotta have our Joshua day. We do, we do, and I'm praying for anybody that is going through this season too. Like you're not by yourself, obviously, um, and we're gonna be okay. Like we're gonna make it. We're gonna get through this, and I hope that this uh, episode ministered to you just as much as it ministered to me. Amen. Um, and just hang in there. Just hang in there. Like this ain't it ain't for the faint at heart for sure. But just hang in there, and it's gonna be all right. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. And make sure you tune in with us next week. Love y'all.